This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are glad that you're with us this week, and we have the A-Team with us this week. That's not my term. It's Rodney's term, so if the rest of the guys that aren't here want to want to hear what that is, it's, we are officially the A-Team. No, you're the one that was saying, man, it's about time we got rid of these bums that we could just have the A-Team here today. No, that's not exactly what was said. <laughs> you're remembering that wrong, which I'll, I'll let you... But, uh, but the A team stands stands for available. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. That, yeah. You yeah. have the available team. Yep. It's here. Yeah. Exactly. Several of the guys aren't available tonight. Rodney's not Rodney's with us. Robbie's not with us. Uh, Danny's not with us. Uh, well, it's either easier to say who's here. <laughs> it is to say who's a shorter list. It is, it is. Cause, so in studio we have Jim. Which is a shocker. David, our resident guest. Um, Rodney, Grant. I don't know. I'm pointing at you guys because they can't see you on the radio. Yeah, I know. Right? We're, we're, not, we're not live streaming tonight. No, I yeah. can see it, but you guys can't, right. so that didn't really uh, help. And yeah. I forgot Kenny's name for a minute. Yeah, I was well, like, well, the, the guy with the beard there. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know, and, that long, and, you know. and your stall yeah, would have worked if too. you hadn't yeah. admitted it. What's that? The stall would have worked if you hadn't admitted it. I know, yeah. but I was just, I was going, I know his name. I just can't think of it. Yeah. And Kenny and Jim, they've been gone for quite a while. Yeah. Different reasons. Hey, I've been here two weeks in a row, and I got another one coming. Wow. 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 Then I'm gone for three. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Months. Months. Yeah. yeah. Well, we are kind of continuing a topic from last week and kind of not to some degree. We're going to the opposite side of of last week's topic. And can one of you guys tell me what last week's topic was? Do you remember? It was trusting in the Father. Trusting in the Father. Good job, David. You paid attention. That's Uh, good. It was my topic. Oh, that's why you paid attention. Okay. I didn't pay attention to whose topic it was. That's probably what it was. That's because it was my topic, so it's fine. That's usually where it goes, yeah. And then this week's topic is the enemy's greatest hits. And so it's, it's how the enemy comes after you to try to tear down that trust of the Father. Right? Ultimately, that's what he's after. We're going to talk about... A lot of ways he tries uniquely with each one of us, but you'll find that there's probably a lot of similarities in each of our stories as well. You know, because the, the devil is original, yeah. but he tries the same things over and over and over again because he knows they work. They worked on, on mankind, you know, 200 years ago. They still work today. It may look a little different, but it's the same tactics, you know, and, and he's really good at it. I don't want to diminish him as an opponent. He's very crafty and very skilled yeah. at what he does. And, and that is not giving him accolades by any stretch, because I don't want to give him accolades, but recognizing who your opponent is is a key part of winning a war, yeah. right? If you underestimate your opponent, you're already done, yeah. right? And so we can't, we can't afford to underestimate the enemy here, because he is good at what he does. And so he has a way of coming at each one of us 
with part of our story, typically. You know, he'll use something from your past or something that you feared would be part of your future, and, and he'll use that against you. And so I went ahead and, and put my clip in first because it was my topic and I wanted to. And these guys will say, it's the only way it makes sense. I get that. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, but, uh, but I use mine. And, uh, well, I would have used some of your guys's, but we couldn't play them. Anyway, um, and so we'll go with the ones that are available to us. So this is the A clip, <laughs> meaning it's an available clip. And so this is one that's been uh, played and replayed and replayed and replayed. And you'll find that sometimes we do that with clips because something is true. It can be true in a lot of different contexts. Right, and, and so it, <laughs> this was an interesting one to choose. For it is. It is. It, it is uh, <laughs> because the enemy is good at using this in many different contexts. And so this is from Samford and Son. It's going to feel a lot longer than thirty-two seconds, but I did trim it down from Andy's original two-minute one, which was really long. Really, and it's uh, Fred Sanford referring to his son Lamont and his favorite nickname for him. And so we're going to play that, and we're going to come back and talk about why I chose that. You big dummy. 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 See what you did? Oh, no. You big dummy. Oh, no. You big dummy. You dummy. You big dummy. You big big dummy there. I'm not kidding you. You're a big dummy. Dummy. Exactly. (laughs) So that's actually not the clip that I wanted to use. It was close, but the clip that I wanted to use comes from a a TV show that I'm not necessarily recommending that you watch. It doesn't have a whole lot of redeeming value unless you just like to laugh at stupid things because there's a lot of stupid stuff in it. But it was was a show called The 70s Show, or That 70s Show. And in that, the the father character in in it named Red would call um, his son Eric something very similar. It began with dumb, had another word after it. Obviously couldn't use that on the air. but honestly, the reason I chose that is that is uh, the enemy's nickname for me. Uh, when I do something that's stupid, which I do uh, from time to time, uh, more than I want to admit. Um, but uh, when I do, that's how he attacks me. Because he knows that if I know I've done something stupid, it's hard for me to argue the point. Right? You know, because we, we know that Satan is a father of lies, right? He's the accuser of the brethren. We know that those are true. But when he says something that has some truth to it, man, it's hard to fight against. Yep. Right? And if I do something stupid, which I do, you know, and I know, I know you guys, well, you all do too. <laughs> we all do something stupid, <laughs> wow. right? But, but that's what he uses on me, and it makes it hard for me to argue against it. Because in the fact, he's right. I did something stupid. And it was a dumb move. It was an idiotic move, right? But you got to get good at stopping it there. Because in the past, what that would do would be an opening. You know, it's like that foot in the door, right? As soon as I said, yeah, you're right. I was really stupid with that. And then I let the door open. Then he starts pouring on the rest of it, right? Trying to get me to some other pieces of the things that he attacks me with, which we'll talk about more throughout the show because it's some of your guys' story too. Right, and we'll talk about it, but that's his gateway in in order to do that. And so I've learned over time that I can stop that. Yeah. You know, and so when I do something stupid and I hear him call me the name, I say, yeah, I did something dumb. But that's all the further it's going. Right. Right? I'm not going to give you more credence 
to the rest of what you say. Yeah, I, I can't argue the point that I did something that was not smart. Right? We can all see that. But I don't have to believe any more that you're throwing at me. You, just because this was true doesn't mean everything else you're going to tell me is true. Right? But he's really, really good at disguising the lie in the midst of something that feels incredibly true. And it's also a distraction from that grace that mm-hmm. we, we're saved by grace through faith. We believe in the works of Christ, and if we can get our minds and our hearts off of that into our failures instead of Christ's victory, mm-hmm. you know, it will pull into his territory instead of staying in the grace territory and that mercy and all, because we all, we all do stupid, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I know as Dave Ramsey said, everybody does stupid and everybody pays stupid tax, but the ultimate taxpayer was Christ on the cross. Mm-hmm. He takes our dumb things, our, stu- our sins, our, our misgivings, and, and loved us enough to die for us mm-hmm. so he could pay that. And he wants to distract us from our salvation and steal our joy. You know, mm-hmm. instead of saying, God, I'm in Paul's shoes, you know, wretched man I am. I'm doing things I shouldn't do and living things undone I shouldn't do. Who's going to save me? It's, he always came back to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's where we got to go with each other and encourage each other because Satan's always wanting to get us out there, mm-hmm. you know, into our faults, our failings, and then uh, we're easier, a lot easier targets than when we're in our brotherhood. You know, we're in the faith or in the church or in our group. You mm-hmm. know, we we miss that. Yeah, it's just like the easiest one for me is the analogy is fishing. What do we do? We throw a bait out there that has no value of anything other than it's supposed to attract you. And what do we do? We we put something out there shiny so it attacks it, and we got a bunch of hooks on it. <laughs> They're going to grab you and pull you into somewhere else. And that's what's going on. That's all Satan does. He's like, well, what's going to get him? And typically, the number one thing, like back in the garden, did God really say? Mm-hmm. Doubt. Doubt God. And if you have any unbelief, any doubt, ah, yeah, okay, now here I go a little deeper. And that's where the dumb or dummy stuff comes out and says, Hey, this is where you're at, and just all he's looking for is just get that down. I know he's used that a lot with me, mm-hmm. and that's where through this ministry has been one of the biggest things. That early on, I was like, "Ooh, I have to stop thinking of myself in something that I'm not, and trust God's word and what He says about me that I've been redeemed through Him, and mm-hmm. I'm a son rather than a dummy." Right. Well, you get back to identity. Right. That's right. So, one of the core tenets. Right. I can do something that's really stupid mm-hmm. and still be a son of God. Amen. Yep. Right? Yeah. But when he gets you to identify with the dummy statement or whatever the statement yeah. is, and you start to live out of that. Yeah. Right. But here's a challenge for somebody that <clears throat> if you have good character, right, and you're a Christian, you know that. Jesus died on the cross for everything I ever did, ever thought I would do, or ever will do. And I conceptually get that, right? And I understand it. But there's something in me that feels like it almost lets me off the hook. I mean, it does let you off the hook. I get it. But, right, because there's, there's something in you if you have character that you want to learn from it. I want to learn from it so I don't want to repeat it. But that, that's a, also a trap from the enemy because he can get you to le- learn from it and live in it way too long instead of just chalking it up okay i don't want to do that again how can i prevent doing that again but not live and wallow in it 30-ish years ago there was a song that really hit me hard along those lines and it was one of the lyrics was 
do you still feel the nails every time I fail? Mm. And that, I mean, I, as you, I do lots of dumb things, and I was doing even more then than I do now, <laughs> largely because I had more energy then than I do yeah. now. It, it was awake more. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that song really made me think about mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I, when I am not the man of integrity I'm called to be, then it, it still is, has to be a pain to Jesus, but he did die for all of our sins, past, present, futures, the one we mm -hmm. recognize, the ones we have no clue we've committed. They're mm -hmm. all forgiven. Right. Yeah, and, and you can see where the enemy would even say, well, you just live in a loophole. Yeah. Right. Are you really learning? Or are you just living in your Christian loophole that God's forgiven you, you know, and you can keep kind of moving on? I mean, right? I, I think he uses the attack on our identities to start to distract us so we let our our guard down and that way he can come in and start attacking us on other areas when we're already at that low point start isolating us from our band of brothers from god and, and just start whittling away at it yep go to masculinejourney.org to register for the upcoming entrenchment and the upcoming boot camp we'll talk to you after the break What we have at our boot camp is something that makes you stronger and gives you the strength to go on your regular walk with God. It's something that will make you be bigger than you were when you got there. I don't know what your expectation was coming in, if we've met that or it's something different. I did not know what to expect. <laughs> Tell you the truth, I was born and raised. My mother and father were both ministers up in New Jersey. And uh, I was thinking that this would be like a church atmosphere. But this is great, the way you give your testimonies, Rodney and Sam and Robbie, all of you guys. It's quite impressive. So I thank you for doing this. I just didn't know what to expect. And um, I'm glad I came. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. Welcome back to Masco and Journey. That is David's favorite band, Three Dog Night. And if yes, you don't yes. know, if you don't know why, you just text, just email him at yeah, David at MascoandJourney.org and ask him why yeah. Three Dog Night is his favorite band. Be happy but, to answer that. Yeah, one. yeah, we we covered it uh, pre-show a couple weeks ago. But yeah, yeah. Um, but no, that's from Three Dog Night, and, and the the name of the song obviously is Liar. But I, I picked that. That that was my bump that I picked this time, and I picked that because that's all you need to remember about the enemy. It's really that simple. When he's talking, that's what he's doing. Yes. Right? And, and the, the sooner we can realize that when we hear that voice and being able to know that that's his voice that we're hearing, yep. to have that response to him can stop him in his tracks for the moment. He's going to come back around. Yes. Right? I mean, he, he's, he's relentless if he's nothing else. Yeah. He kept going like, after Jesus. That yeah. should yeah. tell you something. Yeah. For opportune time. I mean, he paints it and makes it look like a pretty picture, too, when, oh, when yes. he's whispering in your ear on those lies. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he makes it look like, you know, just listen to what I'm saying. I mean, sometimes he doesn't necessarily – I mean, he does. He, he mimics what God's trying to tell you, too, sometimes, so that way oh, yeah. you can get his, his claws into you and sink them in deep, and then away you go. 
Oh yeah, don't be mistaken. He knows scripture. I, yes. I know better than I do. Yeah, hundred yeah, <laughs> percent. You know, yeah. uh, you know yeah. and and better than I'd say probably anybody in the room or anyone walking yeah. right now. Right. Yeah. He knows scripture. He's been around since it was originated, and uh, you know, he's been around a long time. Not since it was originated, but early on. You know, he was yeah. one of the, the first creations. Yeah. Right. And so he knows. You know, and and, and he knows how to trip us up in it. Yes. Right. So, Kenny, we actually get to your clip. Do you want to tell us something about your clip? Uh, well, this came to my mind when you brought the subject up because we all struggle with different attractions or things that draw us away from our fellowship with God and each other. And, and uh, Satan's a master at it. And But our strategy, we got to, you know, Christ called us to be sober and vigilant and be on guard. And that, that means we got to keep reminding that we're in a war, well, we're actually in the skirmishes. War has been won. On the cross, it was won. You know, we're more than conquerors in Christ. Uh, you know, vic- death, where's your, where's your victory? Where's the sting? God's took all that. But at the same time, we've got to deal with this rascal that's coming after us from everything and, and through uh, a lot of, you know, it's media, a lot of it's sometimes associations, sometimes it's environments, and, and we have to deal with it. But I, I picked this clip because uh, <clears throat> we got to start – if we don't recognize where things are coming from, then how, then we're going to get blindsided. I've mm-hmm. been there too many times. And one thing I keep working on is what Barney's talking about here. And uh, I'll let you play the clip, then we'll go into it a little bit more. This is from the Andy Griffith Show. Right. Right, and this is one of Barney's favorite sayings. Yes. Okay. Well, he always, well, what is better saying? Don't way. give it away. Yeah. It's one of his favorites, I think, anyway. <laughs> At least according to this montage, it's uh, one of his favorites, and it's a shortened montage. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and play it and right. try to figure out what he's telling us to do. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. First sign of youngsters going wrong, you got to nip it in the bud. Nip it. You go read any book you want on the subject of child discipline, and you'll find that every one of them is in favor of bud nipping. Take care of it. Only one way to take care of it. Nip it. In the bud. Right. Set up a checkpoint, nip this speed and right in the bud. Forget about her. Nip it, nip it in the bud. Now, the minute it looks like there's going to be trouble, we got to nip it. Nip it in the bud. Nip it. Let's hear it. Nip it in the bud. <laughs> Uh, I, I can't help but get tickled at his enthusiasm, you know, and I prayed. I had that enthusiasm when Satan's trying to trip me up or lead me astray. And I've got better at it. I'm not there yet. I'm still, look back, I've done stupid. Yeah. I'm thankful for grace, but at the same time, that's not my excuse. And my yeah. excuse is, hey, I didn't nip it in the bud. It's- you know, when that, you feel that temptation, because I, I found out, Satan hunts us in temptations, you know, because he's wanting to devour us. And that, that, he, that just, he throws, like you said, he throws that bait out there. If he gets to look at that bait or get a hold of that bait, then he's going to, like you say, open that door and pull more and more in, try to get more and more foothold or a stronghold. And if it, the best way to kill a weed is you got to pull the roots up. Mm-hmm. You can cut it off, but it's going to grow back. you got, you got to keep cutting them roots off. You know, if he tries to plant, replant it, you got to cut them off. So to me, it's that, it's that nipping it in the butt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that's, I know for me, it's a very important battleground because I'm easily distracted, easily led astray. And uh, 
you know, men, man in the mirror wrestle a lot because the flesh and spirit, there's a war. Hmm. There's a war. And I know if I go to the flesh, I'm going to get corruption. Now, if I go to the spirit, I'm going to find life. And that's that choice i got to make. And I pray I see that choice when that, that like you were talking about earlier, that picture is painted as so pretty or, or so attractive that uh, I see through it. Yeah, if sin on the surface wasn't attractive, we no. wouldn't we would move towards no. it. No, we've seen the right? end of it. Yeah, right. We'd see what it what, what it's yeah. going to be. Yeah, well, I, I would, lies are often <laughs> very subtle. Yeah, yeah. it sounds uh-huh. like the truth yeah. to us because we want to believe it. And it's often founded in some piece of truth. Yeah. Yes, right. Because yeah. if it was just an out and out lie, we would just just discount it altogether. Right. You know, if, if the enemy came at you and said. You know, the sky's magenta. You go, eh, not today. It's not. Yeah. It's really not. It's more like a blue. You know, but if it was just something completely out of character, you go, okay, no, this isn't right. Well, there's an awful lot of outright, outright lies that are taken for truth today because yes. I say it's truth. Oh, that's true. You know, I mean, I, I, I never would have thought you'd have this much of a dichotomy from where I was as a child and even up and through what, even just five years ago and seeing what people take for truth now, Mm. it's shocking as to how far. You got to nip it in the bud. That's right. You got to make sure. So I want to spend the rest of this show. We've got plenty more stories for the after hours. We got uh, a few more clips in the after hours, Mm -hmm. but I'd like to spend the rest of this show talking about why, why is the enemy, doing that right okay so why does he really care about calling me a dummy why does he really care about whatever you know he trips you up with okay yeah. because like you talked about earlier in the beginning of the show it's a way to get in because ultimately what's he after right he, he, he's after it's very clearly kill steal and destroy right no, those are good endings. <laughs> Just saying, right? But he's wanting to kill our relationship with the Father. Yep. That's really what he's after. And he knows that if he just throws that out there and he throws that out as the leading thing, you're going to go, oh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to go there. But if he can slowly erode our minds, our, minds, our identity, our faith in God, mm-hmm. the Father, to be there for us, right? Because for me, that that being a dummy, or whatever word close to that he uses for me, um, <laughs> being that, right, because starts to become some of my identity if I live in it, yep. right? And then when I live in it long enough, I'm like, well, I just, I can't succeed in anything unless I just make sure I do it myself, mm. right? Okay. And then, yeah. then, then it's like you can't trust God, and then it becomes an issue between me and God. And it drags us into sin. When, I, yeah. when Carolyn asked me, my wife asked me what the topic was, Mm-hmm. I told it Satan's biggest hits. She immediately went to our most common sins. Oh. And I said, well, yeah, that's what he's trying to drag us into. In fact, you know, I have my pet sin, which is gluttony, but it it is a matter of saying, well, you can, you can do this little thing, and it's not too bad because everybody does it, and but we're being drawn into a, a sinful lifestyle, and the more we do that, the further we get from mm-hmm. God. Yeah, it's the frog in the, the pot that's slowly yeah. getting yep. warmer, right? <laughs> you, you never feel it getting warmer until you're boiled. It's like uh, stealing, which I was 
a bit of a thief when I was younger, and I looked at the pen I'm holding, and it's from Billy Graham. <laughs> so, <laughs> the Cove pen. I said, so you stole wonder, a pen from Billy I wonder, Graham? I wonder if I just stuck this in my pocket or if it was part of a packet. I don't remember. Yeah. I could have. but And that's a little thing, but it's the little things that start you on the slippery slope. Yeah. Because Paul talks about, you know, when, when he's talking about, you know, in your anger, do not sin. Right, it's really not as much about the anger as it is living in a place where the enemy can get a foothold, because that's really what he's talking about in that passage. When you peel it back, he's talking about the enemy getting a foothold, whether it's a foothold in the relationship, but ultimately it's a foothold in your heart, right? Because once he has that foothold, which is literally a military term, it's mm-hmm. a place to advance from. Yeah, that's what a foothold is. Yeah. Beachhead right? would be the common right, right? A beachhead. Right, but you know the one we use in scripture often is foothold, and that's what he's trying to do is get a place that he can advance from, an entry point that he can push forward into your heart, into your life, and to tear it up more. Yeah, stronghold. Yeah, he's going to basically, like you said, set up a beachhead, set up camp. He's going to stay there. He's not leaving. He's looking to come in and stay. He doesn't want to just oh entice you over here, do a couple of small. No, he wants you on his side. He's yeah. ultimately out to he's, he wants to hurt the father. Mm-hmm. God kicked him out. He wants to get even. He's going to take as many of us down as he can because he knows everyone that he takes. Mm-hmm. It hurts the father, and that's that's what he's trying to do. And we're just fodder for him. He didn't care about us at all. Mm-mm. He just wants to use us to try to get back to God, like he did with Job. Yeah, you know, it's like he makes up all kinds of excuses, and God knew better. It's like no, this one. You, you can't turn. I know his heart. And that's the, that's the hard part for us is we, we're weak. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? In our and, own flesh. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're weak. And then if, when God becomes big enough that we can put his truth in front of everything and we and others become smaller, it's the only way that we're going to actually start to walk forward with God. Mm-hmm. And that, changing that equation isn't the easiest thing to do. And most of the guys he, sitting here, and many of you guys out there listening, are fathers. And the question is, is somebody going to hurt you more by attacking you or by attacking your children? Yep. And where do you think the enemy goes from you, Jim? <laughs> oh, I mean, absolutely. That both. Is, both. I mean, he yeah. does attack me too, but, you know, I've said it before on the show, like, you know, when when – his attacks come to me, and I'm just like, you know what? No, I know what this is. We're not going to do it. He immediately goes and starts attacking my kids because he knows at the end of that, I might not see it, and I'm distracted, and then I let my guard down, and then he's able to come in and attack my identity at that point. Yeah, he, he's relentless, and his goal is to, to hurt God's heart. That's the only tool he has. That's mm-hmm. the only thing he has available to him. He can't destroy God, right? Yeah. but he can destroy the ones that God loves, and that's what he's after. Go to MasculineJourney.org to register for the upcoming Advanced Boot Camp. We have, it's April 4th through 7th. In order to go to an Advanced Camp, you have to have been to an entrenchment or a base camp. So if you haven't been to one of those, good news is we have an entrenchment coming up February 23rd and 24th. MasculineJourney.org to register. Love somebody well this week. This is the Truth Network.